everybody. Welcome to the Kapow Radio Show. Hello, everybody. This is Miss Kapow, and today's date is October 29th, 2018. And we want to wish everybody, all the Christians out there, happy Halloween. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I'm being facetious. Don't go screaming. Don't get your wig in a knot. Don't go screaming. We don't believe in Halloweeny. Hey, we got a really good show, Ms. Kapow. I think so. I think so. Yeah. We're entitling it Five Kinds of People. Five Kinds of People. And uh, it came out of a dream that I had. And the dream that I had is not important. uh, But what we got out of it is. And normally with dreams for uh, us, you you know, we'll have a dream or something. And they're, they're very, they're usually very personal. Um, I don't, I seldom have a dream that's like, you know, for the whole body of Christ or global or something. Though sometimes the takeaway is, and this is one of those cases, you know, the takeaway is. Um, so, uh, I think, you know, I had the dream, uh, I got up, I usually, well, the first things we do in the morning was Miss Kapow gets up ahead of me. And, uh, by the time I wander, um, out of bed. Uh, you know, then I go, oh, I, I had this dream or blah, blah, blah. Goes, okay, so then she takes her notepad out and then documents whatever I say mm-hmm. because um, sometimes they're very crap. good, especially <laughs> the, the stuff that I remember. You know, like if, if I said, oh, I, I had this happen or blah, blah, blah. It's usually pretty significant. And most of the time we don't share it on the show because they're it's personal. It's um It's stuff for our for us, our growth, right? Even mm-hmm. though the message may come out like in a teaching, we don't really say, oh, we had a dream and God told us this or that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the dream that I had. Like I said, the dream itself isn't <coughs> significant. It's the takeaway out of it. And 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 what I was going to say is in the morning when I when I tell Miss Kapow these things, she writes it down and stuff. Then we have a discussion. And on this particular one, I told her she wrote it down and then she immediately said, uh, your dream, this is, it represents these types of people mm-hmm. and this and this and this. So immediately the interpretation came to her. Uh, it wasn't something that we had to uh, pray about all day. And normally you have, have a dream. If I don't get the answer and interpretation, like, uh, you know, in a reasonable time, <clears throat> sometimes it could be a day or two or something like that. I'll basically just put it aside or throw it out. Um, because if God wants to tell me something, he's going to let me know. Right. And the reason why uh, we dream oftentimes is so that you'll remember the lesson. And that's why sometimes they're bizarre or you'll have people in the dream. Uh, it has nothing to do with the people, but it you'll remember that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, if I dream that Miss Kapow's in my dream, like this one, she was in it, I'm going to remember that uh, type of thing. Uh, so sometimes places and people are there just to, to jog your memory when you're in your conscious state. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily represent anything but but the message behind that dream. You get my, my drift. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So in this particular case, Miss Kapow immediately says, you know, it represents these type of people. And then when she told me that, then the other thing that, that happens, 
either to either one of us, either, you know, if I say something or she says something, our spirit inside of us will either accept it, will either bear witness with it or, hmm, you know, I'll think about, that. you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. And this was one of those deals that immediately, you know, my spirit bore witness with what she said mm-hmm. immediately and, and hers also with what she said. So that's how it usually works. <clears throat> um, or vice versa, she might have a dream or, hey, something happened. I was, huh, it means this, this, or this, or, you know, we'll pray about it and contemplate it type of thing. And um, so this is one of them. And it, it, it's it's a good lesson here. Um, so, Ms. Kapow, you have anything to add? or No. Okay. So here's here's the deal. And, and Ms. Kapow, come in and, and help me out if I forget some parts of the dream mm-hmm. type of thing. She usually writes this stuff down and I don't. Good thing she does, or I'd forget half the stuff that happens. <laughs> that whole book, Demons Are a Marriage Bed, the only reason that came to fruition, we wrote the book five years after, five years after what we went through. And that, that was on purpose. God needed to grow us and mature us, you know, in certain areas. But the only reason that came to fruition is because Miss Kapow kept copious notes mm-hmm. of what was going on. She She wrote everything down. I call her little Enoch because she's like a little scribe, <laughs> you know. But if she hadn't done that, um, I, there was no way I can go back and, you know, you can't remember all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, sp- no. And you think you will because it's so, yeah. um, so huge. Yeah. But, um, no, after you, time. You truly you don't. Yeah. And I'm my my memory, I just have, I don't know what I have, I short term, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I so just. so much in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just kind of remember what I did today, maybe yesterday, but then I, I move on. I really don't, you know, the, the past, there's so much I forget. Unbelievable. So anyway, uh, which is kind of irritating, by the way, because as you read or learn something, you go, wow, I really, and then later on you feel, hey, I remember learning something about that. What was it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't uh, use it, you lose it with me. Okay, so uh, here was my dream. Here was my dream. I was um, at a um, uh, a concert of some sort, like like a high school auditorium, and this uh, orchestra, this band was playing there. And uh, in my dream, I was uh, my band that I was playing with was um, gonna play there or play afterwards or something. I was working basically, and uh, so this this orchestra, this high school band was playing. And the drummer that they had was this was this kid, was a teenager, and he was a real peel. He was really arrogant, um, really cocky, and he was just a very unlikable young man and a drummer. And as the in my dream, as the band quit, they were hauling everything out the door. There was an elderly couple in front of me walking uh, towards the open front door and I was behind them. And this this drummer, this kid that was very arrogant, everything was hauling his drums out the door and he just cut everybody off. He cut mm-hmm. me off and he cut this old couple off. Just cut right through, but just had to go through the door first. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought to myself, what a prick, you know? Mm-hmm. This guy's a punk just a punk and as he went out the door in a big hurry he was all about himself he was very self-centered uh just just very uh ugly just an ugly kid he uh he ver- he veered off on his little cart or whatever and he landed in some mud and he got stuck in some mud and hung up 
Mm-hmm. Right. And um, the old, the old couple that was in front of me had walked past them and stuff. And um, I don't remember all the details. Maybe you do. But as I, as I walked past this kid, <coughs> I looked at him and I said, I'm not helping you. That's right. Cause you're ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're ugly and you're acting, you know, like a punk, mm-hmm. American punk. And I could help you pull your cart, your wheels out of the mud, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Yeah. And with this, this particular person, because of his behavior, you, you hated him. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I really hated this kid. Disdained him. Mm-hmm. I just hated him. I just, I, I hated him. So I wasn't about to help him and I didn't. I think I said something else to the the people that were walking in front of me, the elderly couple, but I kind of forget. But anyway, there's this, the gist of it is this kid was a real punk. He was a real pill, uh, very arrogant, narcissistic. And um, hey, bad things happened to him and I didn't care. Yeah. You know, there's nothing I can do to help him. He's a punk. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So then the uh, <clears throat> still kind of the same dream, the same scene. Uh, this like the, the auditorium kind of turned into like a church, mm-hmm. you know, a church deal. And in the front row of the church uh, in the front pew there was uh, an African-American lady and she was dressed very nice. Yeah. Like a church lady. Yeah. Like, um, um, like a lady, a conservative, uh, older lady who, who had, you know, been going to church a long time, you know, from my generation and dressed nice, dressed up, very, very pleasant to look at, very pleasant face, very nice lady, very kind, very kind lady. And she was sitting at the front, uh, pew. Mm-hmm. And I found myself having a conversation with her, talking with her. Mm-hmm. And while I was talking with her, she had placed her arm on my elbow, my left elbow. So she was making contact with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what we were talking about, but we were having a very pleasant, uh, great conversation, mm-hmm. um, a deep conversation. But we're the the impression I got is we were in fellowship. Right. We were fellowshipping with each other and uh, having a good conversation. So while I'm talking to her uh, about deep things, in my dream, Miss Kapow walks up, and Miss Kapow walks up, and she's all upset, and she <laughs> she needs she needs the keys to my truck, and she needs them now, and she says that her aunt uh, is sick or something happened to her aunt, and she needs to go mm-hmm. see her aunt, and in my dream the thing was is like this aunt she was talking about. She wasn't even close to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even somebody that she, you know, cared about, right. <laughs> you know, or communicated with or anything. But she was all in a tizzy. And this this person, this Miss Kapow in my dream, was all in a tizzy and so um, riled up about going that she couldn't relate to the the fellowship, the conversation that I yeah. was having with this lady. She didn't recognize it because she was all about her drama. Yeah. It was all about, yeah, her drama. Oh, my hand's sick. I got to go. Oh my God. Oh, I need the keys. I got to go right now. Ah. You know, and it's like, uh, didn't it even was, recognize. And it frustrated you. You, you were irritated with this individual. Yes. It might, yes. Because it was interrupting this fellowship, mm-hmm. you know, and then this person didn't get it. You know, they're clueless. They didn't understand what was going on. 
So in my in my dream, that person, that Miss Kapow person, left, and I was still talking to this black lady mm-hmm. at the church and having a conversation. When this young, uh, I don't say he was a child, but he was a young male, mm-hmm. and he was, um, he had Down syndrome in my dreams. He has Down syndrome. He was a mongoloid, and he came up to me and he hugged me. Mm-hmm. He just hugged me, and I looked down and it was just this this kid, like I said, a young man. You know, um, it wasn't like a little kid, but you know, a, a, a young youth that had Down syndrome. And I remember looking at him, and he he was just so sweet and so loving. And in my dream, I I kissed him on the forehead, yeah. you know. And you felt a lot of compassion. Uh, yeah, him. I felt a lot of love for this uh, this individual, a lot of compassion. And he was so sweet, and he just hugged me, and I was hugging him. And then in my dream, there was a, a, and then a female walked up, and then they they walked off together. But they were both they both had Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. In my dream, so it was just the opposite feeling I was feeling with the punk kid or the, you know, the crazy Miss Kapow mm-hmm. in my dream. It w- it was a loving, um, you know, feeling I had with him. So then, <clears throat> what happens in the dream is I find myself um, like back at the auditorium or back where this concert's going to be where I'm playing at and I yeah you see your um band members yeah I see ready. I see two of my band members and in my dream they're real the real men that I play with I play music with and I see them and they're hauling equipment in they're mm-hmm. setting up and I'm like wow I I'm late I don't you know, where's my stuff? You know, I'm the drummer. I, mm-hmm. I'm the first to get there and the last to leave normally, you know. And his stuff is in the truck that I took. Yes. the All my equipment, all my drums are in my truck. Mm-hmm. And the crazy Miss Kapow in my dreams that was worried about her aunt took my truck. And now in my dream, I knew she was back, but I didn't know where she parked. Mm-hmm. So because I didn't know where she parked, I did I couldn't get access to my stuff. And it was very frustrating because these band members were now setting up and I was totally unprepared. Unprepared. Yeah. I, I didn't have my stuff. I didn't know where my stuff was. I didn't know where the truck was parked. So, you know, it was very frustrating and, you know, scary. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of the dream. That was it. So on the surface, it just sounds like Brother Kapow had too many, uh, you know, too many tacos. Too many tacos before he went to bed, and he just dreamed crazy stuff, you know, like a dream. But you know, like I said, like a lot of these things, they happen or people uh, appear in them, and so you remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll remember Miss Kapow in my dream. You know, I'll remember an African American lady in my dream. Uh, I'll remember uh, Down syndrome in my dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe other things I wouldn't remember. So when I uh, told Miss Kapow this, she says, these people in your dreams, all these interactions represent five kinds of people, the different kind of people mm-hmm. in this world. And I said, well, pray tell, Miss Kapow. Pray tell. So I said, the drummer, the ugly drummer... 
represented the ungodly person because he's all about himself and that's why you hate him because you hate we hate the the ungodly people their their actions because they're all about themselves they're unloving they're um without self-control they're haters you know they have no regard for anybody else they're rude so you had a lot of hate for this ungodly person and then miss kapow she is um more or less clueless because she saw you talking to the uh, elderly lady but she could care less about what was going on there it was all about her and um so th she created frustration and um so she's the clueless person and then the uh the elderly lady she's like the enlightened one the the spiritual um person that has eyes to see ears to hear and you had a great conversation with her she was the more of a mature christian so there was a lot of there was fellowship there there was camaraderie between the two of you and um so there was deep conversation deep dialogue between the two of you then there was the uh the innocence you know the um the mentally challenged young man that came to you and because he was innocent because he has no uh, regard for the evil that's around him so it makes him vulnerable and so you feel this compassion towards him you know he has no shepherd and so you you just feel you know you sometimes you come across somebody that that just you just feel like they're just so sweet mm -hmm. and you just want to you know you just want to embrace them you want to protect them that kind of thing so you had compassion for him now um when you had to get ready for your gig and you couldn't find your um your your truck and your equipment that represented the unprepared person you know which also brings about frustration so those were the five people that i saw in your dream yeah and you know you look at that and you go wow and so you you see that some like the ungodly are totally in the world you know, they're totally ungodly. And, um, you know, I, there's nothing you can do. You can't help them. You know, they're stuck in the mud. They crash in the wall. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't fix stupid. They've totally rejected God. They're just they're totally sold out to Satan. There's not a whole lot you can do. Um, You know, I don't know what the percentage of people are out there. You know, I, I, I don't know. But there's a bunch of those kind of people out there. <clears throat> and then the clueless, you know, these, these are people that are not so much ungodly. They're not Satanist. They're just clueless. Mm -hmm. They just, they have no knowledge of the things of God, nor do they care about the things of God. They might mm -hmm. even be religious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They might even go to church. They might even call themselves Christian. You know, they probably do call themselves Christian. Mm -hmm. But they're clueless. They have no idea who Jesus Christ really is and or what he did or the requirements of holiness. Right. or about eternal life they, they're not they're unschooled they're untaught and they don't care to be not because they're ungodly or wicked they're clueless they don't care mm -hmm. right they're not heavenly minded they're, exactly so i you know in in the god's economy they're no better than the ungodly mm -hmm. they're still not saved even though they think they are right. you know and, and they're just they're into distractions and they're into distracting other people mm -hmm. that are that are trying to um, you know, get the, the spiritual meat, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, obviously you have this enlightened person, this 
uh, this African-American woman who's in church. She's dressed nice. She's very pleasant. Great conversation. She's touching my elbow. We have contact. She's obviously somebody that represents a biblical Christian, somebody who gets it, somebody who's godly because they're walking in the fruits of the spirit and someone who has a clue, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you know everything. Doesn't mean she knows everything, but it means they're in fellowship with God and they're in fellowship with other believers. Like Mm -hmm. um, that, that's, that's obvious to me. And then these uh, these innocents, and I, I like that term that Miss Capel gave them the in, the innocents, uh, the these these two that had Down syndrome, and I just remember this one, and I just he was hugging on me, and I just kissed him on the forehead, and I just loved him so much, just so mm-hmm. much compassion, you know. And these these innocents, they're not ungodly, they're not evil, they haven't sold out to Satan, they're not mean evil people. And they're not, they're not necessarily clueless, clueless in the fact that they're distracted by all the things of life because they don't have the capability of understanding. You know, they, 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 they're, they're just innocent. Right. You know, um, a lot of children, you know, uh, that haven't quite come to, you know, they don't, they don't know what a saving knowledge of Christ is, but they, they have that innocence. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other ones that are just born evil too. Yeah. You know, um, obviously, but there, there are innocents out there or there's newborn Christians, people who say, I want to follow Christ. I want to give my life to him. And I, I want to do the right thing, but I don't understand all this stuff yet. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're growing in the Lord, you know, but their heart is right. right. They're tender towards God and they want to learn. They want to grow. Okay. They don't have to be some, you know, you, we all know you don't have to be some biblical scholar or some theologian. Matter of fact, it's best if you're not, mm-hmm. it's best if you're not. And that Holy spirit teach you truth rather than you get screwed up by man's doctrines and man's theologies. Yeah. You, you don't know? have to unlearn so much. Yeah. You have to unlearn so much though. I'm not bagging on learning and understanding biblical things, but it has to always be through the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. The Holy spirit always has to confirm what you're learning. So here's the innocence. And then the very last category, you know, is the one that I portrayed, and that was unpreparedness. Mm-hmm. And of course, obviously, the ungodly is totally unprepared because mm-hmm. they're ungodly. They have no clue. The clueless are unprepared right. because they're just running around. You know, they're just worried about what kind of frappuccino they're going to get at Starbucks and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of video games they're going to play that day or whatever. They're, they're just distracted and clueless of the things of God. And so they're totally unprepared. Um, the enlightened person isn't. They're, they're prepared. Mm-hmm. They're prepared for eternity. They're, they're, they see what's going on around them in this world. They see what's, what's happening. They see the end of the age. They see what God's doing in the, in the signs, in the sun and the moon and the stars and the sky. There's signs everywhere, every mm-hmm. day. And on earth, they see these things and they, and they, they grow and they learn and they embrace the truth. They embrace all truth, no matter how weird it is to them at first. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They embrace because it's truth. It's like you said, Ms. Kapow, it's the love of truth. The truth. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the truth. 
And sometimes that changes what you always thought was correct. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not. The truth will change it. But the Holy Spirit is very gentle and will guide you to, this, to the truth. Yep. So you have the enlightened person that does that. And uh, anyway, and then they're, so they're prepared. And then you have these, these innocents, right? Mm-hmm. And they're as prepared as they could be, but they don't quite understand everything. Then maybe they're new in Christ, they're new Christians, or they just, they've, they've, they got saved. They, they want to know about Jesus, but there's no church to go to anymore. You know, there's, there's no, no one you can trust, no pastor in their town they can go to and really get the guidance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're not, they're not unprepared in the sense like the ungodly or the clueless. It's just, they're innocent, right? right. But the Holy Spirit's going to take care of them. He's going to love them because he's going to bring people like in my dream, he's going to, he's going to bring them around the enlightened ones so that they can guide them and love on them and teach them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got the unprepared and this person could be a Christian, just like the clueless person. They could be a Christian. More than likely they are. They claim Christianity. They claim these things. Um, they probably go a lot hand in hand with that clueless person, but they're totally unprepared for what's coming down right. on this earth. And folks, you, you, you got to know it's coming down. Mm-hmm. This civilization as we know it, and I'm talking... Uh, the the whole earth. I'm not just talking America. I'm talking the whole earth. Every civilization on this this earth is 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 sliding. It's 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 ending. Mm-hmm. We're entering this cycle where empires collapse, and it's collapsing. And you look at the signs around us. There's so many signs in the in the sky. It's unbelievable. That's right. The clouds are screaming out to us with weird things, blinky lights, weird colors, purple skies, pink skies, rainbows everywhere, animals that never existed exist now. You know, your body maybe you've noticed your body growing different things that it never had before. You know, I mean things are changing. Your Bibles have changed. Your King James Bibles changed. And you have to be prepared for these things because there's some things you just can't explain, but you've got to know that Christ said before his coming, before the end of the age, that there, there would be a budding of, of like all trees bud. And when you see that bud, you've you got to know that summer is near. You've got to know that that season is right around the corner. So look up because mm-hmm. your redemption is, is really close. So you've got to know he said that. And so when you look around, you have to see the budding that's happening around you. The skies are, are budding. They're screaming to you. Yeah. The, these, these hurricanes, these volcanoes, these earthquakes. Christ said before the end of the age, there'd be various earthquakes all over the place. Mm-hmm. Joel to also second uh second chapter of Acts who, where Peter quotes Joel, pillars of smoke, mm-hmm. blood and fire. You know there's perplexity of nations. Right? You we know this, right? Here in America in the last 72 hours, 
we've had three major hate crimes. Yeah. In the last 72 hours, we had innocent black people just killed for no reason by a crazy white guy. Mm -hmm. Just because he's a crazy racist hate field guy. And then um, that bombing thing, whatever it is, you know what I mean? It, right. it's, it's suspect. But anyway, it's it, it, what it did is it put hate out. Mm -hmm. And then you have this, the Jewish synagogue shooting. And within 72 hours, America has experienced this extreme hate. Mm -hmm. You've got to know there's perplexity of nations right now. Yep. You've got to know that hearts, the, the willingness inside men's will is is collapsing and they're fainting because they see what's coming on this earth. Right. That's why they're turning to prescription drugs. That's why they can't sleep. That's why they're on Xanax. That's why they're on prescription drugs. That's why they're doing recreational or medical marijuana. That's there's a lot of reasons, but their hearts, their wills, the very persons are failing because they see what's coming down. That's right. So you, you have to know these things because Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ, God made flesh, told us so. And he says, when you start to see these things, you know, it's the end. Mm -hmm. So it's the end. The, these things are here. It's the end. So right. we can't afford to be ungodly. No. Nope. And if you're ungodly, you're not listening to this show. So... I'm speaking to crickets because nobody who's ungodly, who hates the things of God, are gonna is gonna listen to a podcast like this. Yeah. So I'm not even worried about those people. You know the other thing that when um, you're talking about these different people, they kind of fall into the category of the um, the seed. You know the parable of the seed, the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know in Luke eight, because when you think about the ungodly, he's the person that the seed is thrown on the uh, on the beside the road and the devil comes and takes away that seed from his heart and so they don't they don't believe and they become unsaved or you know they don't become saved yeah and in the ungodly um second timothy 3 says realize this that in the last difficult days in the last days difficult times will come for men will be lovers of self Lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, uh, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these. And then Galatians talks about the, the deeds of the flesh, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, uh, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then back in... Uh, Psalm 64, the scripture says, Hear my voice, O God, in my complaint, and preserve my life from the from dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of evildoers and from the tumult of those who do iniquity. And this is kind of their personality or their mm -hmm. character. And it says, They have sharpened their tongue like a sword. They aim bitter speech as their arrow 
to shoot from concealment at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They hold fast to themselves an evil purpose. They talk of laying snares secretly, and they say, Who can see them? They devise injustices, saying, We are ready with a well-conceived plot. For the inward thought and the heart of a man are deep. But God will shoot at them with an arrow, and suddenly they will be wounded. You see what Miss Kapow just did? She used scripture. She used the words of God to back up the interpretation that she received for my dream. And all the scriptures just said applied to the very first type of people, the ungodly. Mm -hmm. So the, on a side lesson here is when you have a dream or, or a vision or a word from the Lord that comes to you, the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit confirms it for you and gives you that interpretation, you'll always be able to confirm it through scripture. It'll never be contrary to the words of God. That's right. If you can't find it in scripture or it's contrary, it's not from God. Okay. So if you have a dream to build a nine foot Jesus in your backyard, you're not going to find that in scripture. It's not of God. Mm -hmm. So the second kind of person then is that clueless one. That's that was the represented by Miss Kapow coming to me in the dream and wanting the keys to the truck because her aunt was sick mm -hmm. and missing the, the point that I was having a fellowship with this other Christian, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and that one could fall under the um, the rocky soil. Those are the ones that hear the word and receive it with joy, but they have no firm work, root. So they believe for a while, and in time of temptation, they fall away. Mm -hmm. Now, the clueless in 2 Timothy 3, 2, they are lovers of self, as ob is obvious. In yep. uh, 1 John 2... It says, do not love the world, nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the, from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, also its lusts. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. And Romans 2, 5 says, but because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. 1 Corinthians 5.11 says, But actually I wrote, you to, I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging other outsiders? Do you not judge those who are within the church? but those who are outside God judges. So you can see that this person, the clueless person, is totally oblivious to the conversation that Brother Kapow had with the elderly lady. Mm -hmm. And she's totally self-absorbed, and she has to do her thing right now. It's her way. It's whatever is affecting her right now. That That's why we named her the clueless one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, like I said, didn't even consider themselves Christians. And even Paul said that because Paul says, um, uh, don't have anything to do with them. Don't even eat them. Don't even eat with them. Mm -mm. Don't, don't have anything to do with them. Yep. Now, how about scriptures for uh, the enlightened or the biblical Christian, the one who's walking in the spirit and doing everything in their power to yield their life over to God on a daily basis? Yep. Now, that one's the seed that's fell, that fell upon good soil. 
And these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. And uh, Hebrews 5.11 says, Concerning him we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become... Oh, I'm sorry. That's I don't think that one is the right one. Hebrews 5.11? Mm. No, that's not the right one for that. Um, oh. Well, sorry, folks, hold on. We get what you were saying. Uh, 2 Timothy 4.2. Preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn to myths. Hebrews 3.13 says, But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Um, Ephesians 4.11, And he gave some as apostles, prophets, and evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building of the body of Christ. And then Ephesians 6.18 says, With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with the perseverance and petition for all the saints, and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth, to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. There you go. There you go. And those are walking in the Spirit, mm-hmm. doing what the Lord has you to do. Um, like, like Ephesians said, prayer and petition to pray at all times in the spirit mm-hmm. the spirit how about the innocence what do you have for the innocence well the innocence i'm not sure about the seed thing yeah but the scriptures i have for the innocence is in acts 20 35 it says in everything i showed you that by working hard in this manner you must help the weak and remember the words of the lord jesus that he himself said it is more blessed to give than to receive romans 15 1 says now we who are strong ought to bear the weak weaknesses of those without strength and not just please ourselves. First mm-hmm. Thessalonians 5.14 says, We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. I would imagine, even though in the, uh, the parable of the seed and the sower, even though it's not um, explicitly in there, you can imply it that these innocents are the seed that falls it's taken root, but they haven't grown yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just, There's they're no little seedlings. There. They're little mm-hmm. seedlings. So bad things could happen, but bad things haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you're to protect them. And those are great scriptures too, you know, a, mm-hmm. about admonishing the brethren, encouraging faint hearted, helping the weak, be patient, you know, mm-hmm. with those. And um, those are great scriptures on that because if you're strong in the Lord, and you're mature in the Lord and you and you know some stuff and the Holy Spirit has given you knowledge or, you're, or you've been through some stuff in your life, God has shown you things, you know, you need to bear the weaknesses of those that don't have the strength yet, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, it's very important. Yep. Uh, how, about, uh, how about this guy? Uh, the unprepared the one. The unprepared person. That's the one that has seed falling upon thorns. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and that bring no fruit to maturity. See, they're, they're very much tied into the clueless because mm-hmm. the clueless person is totally unprepared. And this unprepared person may or may not be clueless, but they're unprepared. Mm-hmm. And it goes very well with the scripture 
or the parable of the ten virgins. Mm. You know, um, the ten virgins um, that took their lamps and then they went out to meet the bridegroom. Yeah. Five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil and flasks along with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight, there was a big shout. Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, No, there will be not enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they are going away to make purchase, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. First um, Peter one thirteen says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action, keep sober in spirit, Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. First Peter 5.8 says, Be of sober spirit, be on your alert, because your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And then Revelations 3.11 says, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown. That was a really excellent. Because you got this unprepared person. I think that's a, a vast, a large amount of, of people uh, that are Christian or call themselves Christian, but they're not mm-hmm. quite, they're not quite uh, awake mm-hmm. uh, to the dangers around them or what's going on. They're certainly not ungodly people. They're not arrogant. They're not, you know, being mean. They're not, um, you know, hateful and despisers and transgender, and, you know, whatever. They're not ungodly. Uh, they are clueless because they're unprepared. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they, they, they are uh, ignorant in the things of God because they're unprepared of those things. They're certainly not enlightened. They're certainly not biblical followers of Christ. They're certainly not walking in the spirit because if they were, they would be prepared. Mm-hmm. And they're certainly not part of the innocence. Um, they're, they know better. They're mm-hmm. not just little seedlings. They're not brand new Christians. They've been in church maybe for years. Maybe they've been under uh, a pastor for 30 or 40 years. Yeah. But they continue to believe the traditions of men rather than the uh, teachings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. See, And so they're unprepared for what's coming down. That's not going to work. Mm-mm. That's not going to work. Um, and then you have. Um, basically, to walk in love. Yeah. Uh, we have to love the brethren. And First John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And love, charity, is um, described in First Corinthians where it says, Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant and does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, and does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and love never fails. Amen. And we're going to conclude this. 
But I think the takeaway from this, you know, from this is, you know, what we got from the dream, the interpretation of the dream, and it's backed up by scripture. But the takeaway from this is that, you know, when, when at least for me, when I'm dealing with the ungodly, I, I'm not going to mess with them because they've already rejected God. They've already turned to Satan. They've sold their soul. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go seek out, uh, you know, uh, Robert De Niro and Katy Perry and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some high-ranking politician and try to uh, save them try, you know, because they're already gone. They've already whatever. But what we're dealing with a lot of times is clueless Christians. They're Christian, but they're just clueless. They're just distracted. Mm-hmm. And you're also dealing with people who are non-Christian that are just clueless. They have no idea what's going on, Mm -hmm. right? And then, of course, if you have the opportunity to be around another biblical believer or fellowship with somebody like that, it's a real blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I'm sure you're finding it rare. We find it rare. It's hard. uh, Outside of online relationships that we have, uh, it's it's really hard to find physical relationships like that, Mm -hmm. you know, anymore. It's it's pretty tough. Mm -hmm. Um, Though there's some. But it's hard, you know. It's getting, uh, you know, weaker and weaker, you know, to find that. Um, and then if you you somebody in your life that's innocent, that they're a brand new Christian, they just sprung up, they're just brand new. Man, that's it's it's more than something you can do. It's your responsibility mm-hmm. to grow them and sh- and shelter them and and bear their weaknesses and help them answer their questions. Hopefully, they have questions, you know, that you can answer. Once again, th- those are few and far between too. Yeah. You know, you don't find many, many of those also. And sometimes we have relationships online with people that, you know, we can help out. But it, it's, it's you know, physically, uh, it, it's hard to find. And then the unprepared, that's, I think, in my opinion, that's like a vast majority of Christians you're going to find. That, um, you know, they know better. They know the gospel. They know the things of God. They know the Bible. They've been in Sunday school their lives. But they're just totally unprepared mm-hmm. uh, spiritually. Uh, not only for what's coming on the earth, but in their own lives. They have all kinds of problems and demonic attacks and things like that. And they're unprepared on how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So oh, uh, they don't even recognize it. Yeah. They don't even recognize it. It's just, everything's a physical thing to them, or there's a logical reason for this and they don't look at the spiritual. And so with, with these, it's like Ms. Kapow ended, you know, you have to have love from the brethren. And, you know, if you're part of the enlightened biblical Christian uh, which I believe you are, then that's, you know, our responsibility to do the best we can on these very last days. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And it goes back to that one scripture in Luke 21 where it says, be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all those who dwell on the face of the all the earth and keep on the alert at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are about to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. Well, that's. I think that wraps it up. All righty. you have anything else? No. Nope. Just to remind everybody, uh, we do have several books that we've written. Our flagship is Demons in Our Marriage Bed. You can find that at um, Amazon, uh, hardback. Uh, I mean, paperback, you can get uh, digital editions everywhere where digital uh, books are sold. Uh, to find out more, go to fifthhookmedia.com. That's our website. And we have um, other books there, Blasphemy of Christianity. And also, Isis the Unseen Enemies. 
and some other ones. Music, uh, our Mesquite Cafe project mm-hmm. is out. If you like physical CDs, you still have a physical CD, you can get that on Amazon. Type in Mesquite Cafe, C-A-F-E. And um, all the songs are about uh, the apocalypse and the coming judgment and things like that in a bluesy type of format. Um, anyway, if uh, you know people that like music or that type of music and maybe they'll listen to the message, uh, it could be a good tool. And uh, so anyway, don't forget that. So go to fifthhookmedia.com. The information's there. You can get this stuff on Amazon or, you know, the music you can listen to on Spotify or anything. Download it everywhere. All right? Mm-hmm. So how about this? How about we end, I play a, a, a new song, okay, that's not released yet. And if you remember last Monday's show, uh, we entitled it, Why Won't They Listen or something like that. And we talked about people not listening to you mm-hmm. as you try to preach the gospel. You try to help about, you know, they're not listening to you. Your family members are not listening to you. No one cares what you have to say. Right. That's right. Well, here's a song about that. It's not released yet. It will be released under Mesquite Cafe, probably as a single um, pretty soon. I don't know when next month, a couple of months. I don't know. But anyway, here, here it is. And I'm going to play it. And it's called Why Won't You Listen? All right. Enjoy. Ciao, okay. babies. Good night.
Yeah.